Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. America, welcome back to your favorite podcast's favorite podcast, Call Out Culture. Today, I'm your host. I'm Alaska. I'm here with Curly Castro, also known as Alchemist's best friend. I'm also here with Zilla Rocca. Yeah. And we have a very, very, very special guest in the house today, making, I believe, his second appearance, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Two-time champ. We'll take yeah. that. Feels good. Feels good. <laughs> Mr. Breezley Bruin. Look at What's this. Up, y'all? He's back. Cold He's also Curly Castro's best friend. Yeah, everybody's everybody in Curly Castro. Yeah, Castro's Curly Castro's best friend Breeze Bruin is here. I mean, I appreciate it, but then y'all just passing out my friendships. They got the seat. jokes up there. You guys like fifty cent sodas and stuff. Yo, you guys uh, those friends go to the store, buy some fifty cent soda. I'll take Jeez, now I'm trying to. Be, I'm not here trying to do quality works, man. Wow, that, that's, that's a new T-shirt. Just get a, a blank T-shirt. I'm Castro's a, friend. A, a silhouette of Castro's head and just says Curly Castro's friend. <laughs> no, I'm, just trying, I'm trying to maximize schedule. Friend. So y'all don't know what this weekend was like. Bro. I'm, I'm white, Joe. I, I, I love it. I like, I, like how, I like how you, when you and I talked, I mean, I, I screamed on you today with excitement and glee, so don't mind me, but I like how you checked off 15 bucket list, bucket list items and on the show you're like tired fucking exhausted I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell our listeners the truth man y'all see smiling instagram pictures yo you know yeah, what happened today railroad back and forth Dude, i'm, tired, I'm reading i'm reading my son the marvel five minute bedtime stories and there's a whole kerfuffle in central park where thanos shows up to fight all the avengers and mm-hmm. i say to my son you know what central park is in new york he said what i said that's where that's where uncle castro just rap for the people. He said, really? I said, yup. He was out there with a man named The Alchemist and men named Armin Hammer. And then he that said, turn so the page. Cool. He didn't really care, but I kept telling him in the book, this is all real. He was like, is Uncle Castro Thanos? No, he said, Daddy, why don't you go? He said, is Uncle Castro getting paid? That's what that I did. Yeah. He said, is he getting paid? <laughs> I said, yes. And then my son said, "You, why don't you do that to get paid? I said, I do. I don't rap for free. He's son. always this is a, this kid is always in my damn pockets. <laughs> well, his, he's just on a quest to get as many quarters as he can to go to Target. So he can go buy yeah. toys. He says yeah, he can he buy toys. Target mission. Got a hustle. Got a hustle. Yeah, he's a hustler, yeah. man. So that, but no, Alaska, were you about to ask me something? Sorry. I was just gonna say, give it, give us a quick uh, recap of the weekend, man. It was a big weekend. Let the people know what we're talking about. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, so um. Um, so everybody know I stay out in Philadelphia, but I, I had a bunch of stuff to do in New York this weekend. Are you from Brooklyn? I originally am from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. I hadn't heard that yet. <laughs> shut up. Starting off, so Saturday, <laughs> got with the, uh, with the, um, the Artur, Mike Dunscat, Petro, and we, um, shot a video with the, um, illustrious one, Breeze Bruin. Castro's best friend. That was, that was, that was me. Me and my down around, around, okay. run around Dumbo. Look, yep. run around Dumbo. Remembering Dumbo being like CD drug deals and missing bodies in the when stroll. Farragut, you know what I'm saying? Farragut like, previously, when I when I started the thieves video, it was not like that. Ooh. So that's the other circular thing. That's yep. where they shot the Prince Among Thieves. If you remember that face-off oh, scene, oh, wow. yeah, they we shot the same block. 
Yeah, we was wow. We was on the same block. Amen. So he's like, wow. So he was like, you know, revisiting fucking wow. the Holy Ghost. You feel me? And then um wow. I was like 30 pounds heavier than them. <laughs> you got shot because you're not, not, not. Who's there? Who's there? Yeah, yeah. hard rock. Wow. Same block. That's one of my. That's wow. one of my favorite that verses. Was, that was the crazy part. Because he looked around, Breeze was like, "Yo, I, this is where we shot the jump." Wow. Steve, I was like, "Get out of here, dude." They got to put one of those like historical big metal things they put. On oh yeah, those metal little like, plaques. And this here, yeah. day in 1999, <laughs> Breeze Brewer and Bruce Paul filmed the video. That's crazy. Wow. So then Sunday we get to the PS the Resistance, which is um Armin Ham was able to procure the shum- summer stage show. Um summer stage stage for a backwards like showcase with them at the center. And we were shrapnel was fortunate enough to be featured within that. And then we're talking yeah. about murderers row. Kayana was there, Fielder was there, uh Kai Solo was there, Fat Boy Sharif was there, Gang was there. And of course, you know, the champions unify the belts. Billy Woods and Elusa really just tore it down and the imprint had a little appearance. And I did a verse from Haram on there. It was just, I'm, I'm there to see your speeches because, you know, you've been rocking with your peoples for a while and to see it all culminate. So, like 10 rows of people outside on a Sunday night Oof. coming to see Arm and M. So, um, that was dope. Alchemist is gracious as hell. He's just a, just a bastion of a human being. All this, all the superlatives. He, it really is goes without saying. He's just a humble cat, easy to talk to, and vibe with. Don Will was there. Don Will, uh, Rob, Don Will. Rob Cave. I met him. Um, my my artist friend Shane Ingersoll. It, it, the good thing about last night was, and you know, we we record on Mondays just to give the listeners some context. Well, this was the show that nobody's excuse preceded their impulse to go. So usually this is a, there's a show where, oh, I'm going to go. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see the... But there's a million reasons that pop up and stuff. You know, even Breeze said he was going to try to make it, but I know he got caught up. But, but it just seemed like everybody else, everybody wasn't banking on their excuses to, to for participation. If y'all get what I'm saying? Like sometimes people, oh, I would have came if this, that, or this, that, and the third. It just seemed like people made it a point to come Bet. and and to try to be there. And it, and all the homies there, Sketch was there, Dove was there. I mean, everybody was there. It literally felt like everybody came came out for the kids. And so um, nice. it was just, it was dope. Darren Joe's backstage. Oof. You know what I'm saying? So um, in a really good time, everybody was, uh, Really um, supportive of each other, watching each other's sets. More mother had it, a bomb ass 15. The only artist had 15 minutes and blow the whole stage up and, and gone, you know? Damn. But yeah, so I'm, I'm just grateful to just to be part of all of that. Um, another milestone moment for Backwoods and Armin Hammond specifically. And also the captain, Billy Woods. Just the Woods. Really big of him um, to put all this together and stuff like that. Ill man, and almost everyone you name has been on our podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of connective tissue. Just about. I, I love. I have no problem. Got to get Don Will, Rab Cave, Fielded, Kayana, and Alchemist, and Darringer. But other than that, yeah. everyone. That's the short list. <laughs> Every other person yeah. mostly has been on this this podcast. The last hundred. But yeah, if, if anybody can catch it, I don't know if the summer stage puts up 
past streams sometimes or just you know go online there's a bunch of clips up there but you know show some support it was really a night it was really a special night so did it man and oh. big big ups the alchemist uncle al your best friend sorry breeze i left in the dust curly Castro's that's, best alchemist. that's a busy weekend man that's what's up yep. man. Luke, yep. congrats man thank Damn. you yeah it's an awesome weekend man it's the coolest well, I was super I happy watching it on uh, yeah. through Instagram and Twitter. Me too. Yeah, I couldn't. Make so, it. so for tonight's podcast, True. we're going to discuss a group that not Curly Castro's best no, friend. Not Curly Castro. No introduction. <laughs> Although I think that they don't get talked about nearly enough in the in the mix of great groups of all time. Mm. No, not enough. Uh, not I don't see people not. talking about them. Really, they, they, I feel like people don't bring them up in the first two or three like they should. Yeah, it's like whenever like you're talking about the greatest group ever or best yeah. three album runs, nobody ever mentions this group. Yeah. Or they're like deeper down the line. Sure. Okay. Yeah. They're definitely behind like Al- people say Outcast before they would say De La. Oh, they'll say right. Outcast. And then they say Outcast. They'll say Tribe. Cypress. They'll say Cypress. Gangstar. Yeah. Enemy, Run DMC. They mention yeah. all of those mm. things first. Okay. All right. Interesting. So we're going to talk about De La Soul today. We've never talked That's about De right. La Soul. We never <clears> have. And um, I think I think it's time to talk about De La Soul. So before we even get started, I just want to know, like, kind of what was everybody's first experience listening to De La Soul? Like, when did you first hear them? And when was it like, oh, this is kind of special and cool? Um, I'll start. Uh, three feet high. Yeah. Um, late 80s. Uh, me, myself, and I was a huge song. Just such a huge song because it was definitely an antithesis at that time. Right. They weren't following the, the rap was simpler, simple tropes, 80s tropes, you know what I'm saying? Gold chains and um, certain cadences were pretty popular there. They right. really flipped it. And when you, when you do the knowledge on them, you realize, yo, they dropped in 89. When this was not popular, we're talking like Stetson Sonic yeah. is running things, you know, hip hop was had a certain formula at that 89. time. And they, I mean, at and this they point, really. Like, the biggest groups it. were. Sorry, go ahead, Castro. No, I'm just saying, yeah, no, jump, jump. Yeah, but like Kane and all that, everybody, you know, mm, maybe Juice Crew, uh, like Juice Crew, Harry B and Rock Kim, I guess yeah. you would consider yeah. that. Okay. Public like, Enemy was pretty big at this point. Definitely Nation of Millions right. have been out. No. Right. Uh, NWA was big at this point. LL. Sure. Um, you know. LL. But yeah, that was my that was my starting marker. Was okay. um, what about you, Breeze? I mean, it, it, it's pretty similar to the way y'all y'all tell it. Um, to me, it, yeah, it's like every, it's like post Juice Crew. Um, it was like you started hearing a lot about the Jungle Brothers. Like mm, they, my it, it started, it started to be like, I right, cool. Every, Juice Juice Crew ran the world, mm-hmm. and then, and then f- being from the Bronx, then Chris and them ran the world. Yes, mm-hmm. but but then it it was like Jungle Brothers was like the beginning of the departure of like just a different energy mm-hmm. and like as dope as they were i mean jb's like I think I, I think I lost my virginity to behind the bush you know what i mean so it's like yeah. wait <laughs> the house music was cracking was, yo that, that is the most hip-hop thing i've ever heard breeze brew and lose i think i lost my virginity to to Behind well, the first time no music was on, but then the first time I had music playing. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So it was the second Incredible. time. 
it was behind the bush was um oh, and, and I'm gonna do it was on the same tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 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 they had that energy, and then you know Dela just kind of snuck in like right with them, but it wow. was so different. Like it was so different than than you know the JBs because to me the JBs were a huge departure. They were the cats. The first cats that you had a rocking medallion, it was pretty much, yeah. you know, it was the JBs. Yeah. Cats might say X-Clan or whatever, but nah, it was the JBs because it was like, you know, they were the dudes who had like... The urban still, application to it, like the like yeah. putting it on as a hood, yeah. as a piece of hood wear, as opposed to like, X-Clan was very theatrical and like the full regalia, but they yeah. weren't catching, you know, they weren't catching the six not the Not the average dude. It wasn't yeah, like, was a, yeah. you know what I mean? So then, can I ask you, what about Jeff, 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 where was he in that mix? Because he was Jeff. around the same time too, right? And he Jeff was rocking medallions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. And But there were certain people that were more like black power with it as yeah. opposed to okay. it being. Let me ask y'all real quick, and Breeze, you can answer first. Did anybody throw, draw a through line from like Houdini to De La? Just the three mm. man setup and the um the lighthearted uh, material. I feel like Houdini was just way more like polished and dancey. But I'm, so, I'm the youngest person, that's, so that's that's, that's actually, just me like looking back. I don't know. That's actually a that's that's a yeah. I could see that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like yeah, I could see that. Definitely. The setup and uh, just the topics. You know, I never thought no, of it at the time, but I could definitely see that. I mean, you know, I even think on a certain, in a certain level, I think, I think there's elements to run DMC because Mace was so, mm-hmm. he was so, right. he was so instrumental in, in who they were. Um, so like, I think they took parts of that, and and you know, I don't know, like cats might want to consider them. They're, they're not that much older than us, at yeah. least they're not that much older than me. But a lot of these cats had a much better. Like I, I didn't have too many like cold crush tapes. Like mm. honestly, like my 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 brothers did, my cousins did, but Dayla and them, they was up on that. Right, and they were our age in high school. They were high school age when they, yeah, exactly, yeah. So so yeah. they had those tapes and they had that knowledge, and it, it's like I think that like between that and you look at Paul's influence, so they had like such a strong like, um their foundation was really embedded with like early hip hop, but then they still took elements of the stuff that was definitely all foundational shit, shit like Houdini and shit like Run DMC. But, and then they just took it elsewhere, which is yeah. really what made it more exciting. Like when I heard Piles in my, in my lawn was my first introduction. Mm. And that was like Red Alert playing it. And I just remember, like, the scheme of things, like, as far as the show, um, you know, he'd be playing, you know, whatever, you know, the usual stuff, Jungle Brothers and Run DMC and, and, and you know, um, Heavy D. And then he would throw that shit on. And it was like, there was really no lead into it. <laughs> and there was no way, no way to go after it. And that's what made it so dope. Like, hand potholes in my lawn for the first time, it was just like, hell is this shit yeah but but it worked and it stopped you in your tracks and it was like yo it's dope but there were no connectors even mm-hmm. as close as they were to daylight i mean part of me to um jungle brothers like there was just nothing leading up to potholes in my lawn 
mm. especially lyrically. Right. I mean, yeah, so that's what I wanted. So the next cat that goes, I wanted to tell. Did anybody notice it was lyrical? Okay, so let me jump in. Let me jump we'll get in. Comes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So ahead. I'm the youngest person on the show, right? De La, I was in 89, I was seven years old, right? So I I heard me, myself, and I as like, mm-hmm. you know, a radio yeah. song. You're at you're at Woolworths, it's on a radio. It's just like one of those songs <laughs> yeah. that's out in the world, right? Like it's yeah. it's a big record. It's in like kids' shows, they're on Nickelodeon potentially with that song at some point, right? It's a song I know. When I started really getting into rap, where I was like, you know, buying tapes and CDs, I always I kind of stressed it as you before, not on the show, maybe. I always lumped De La and Tribe, like the native tongues. I put them in a, in my own mind as like a separate part of rap like okay. because i didn't look at them the way i looked at like biggie you know what i mean or right like right right dog pound or meth like i thought those people i just listed was like real rap and i looked at de la and tribe and black sheep and all that is like i didn't have a phrase for it but i always thought that they were like a, in a separate they weren't like naughty by nature they were like a whole other thing like they weren't threatening mm. They were very relatable and, and cool, but I didn't look at them the way like I wasn't in awe of them. Like the way so you, I was you didn't put like, them with like, Mob Deep. You didn't. Yeah, put like them I with definitely Mob, didn't right. put them next to Mob Deep or Snoop. They to me they're always like a separate thing, and I I, I never said they were like hippies or date. I didn't. I never thought. I just always looked at them as like oh that that's a whole other thing on this side, kind of like Young MC, you know what I mean, or like Tone Loke or, or Digital Underground, like. They kind of do something that to me isn't as, you know, like intimidating or as like uh, awe inspiring, I guess. because you, you didn't have the edge to it. You didn't have that edge. For you right. Because the, the biggest stuff, like like we said, Cypress, even like House of Pain was like an edge to it. And these dudes didn't have that. And then as I got older, when I started buying their albums as they were coming out at the time, I was like, oh, like they really aren't anything like the alcoholics or mob, you know what I mean? Like they're fun and they're interesting. And then actually their lyrics can hang with Nas or they can be mm. in a space because I always loved their music. Like I thought their music was crazy, but I didn't look at them the same way I was. And nobody I knew was like talking Daylight. Daylight I mean, lyrical, it was, right? wasn't for being a younger person. It was, they weren't like the ones you looked to or people like in school talking about like, who's better Poss or Dave the same way we were like, who's better Ray or ghost. Like that was the high school combo. I had Jay or big, you know, big or Pac. So what, as I got older and then more, you know, attuned and then started writing raps, when you look at them, it's like, uh, the one one fascinating thing Mike Eagle said when he had the Prince Paul podcast, he was talking about, I think it was Balloon, because that was the last mm-hmm. album Paul did. Mike poignantly, as a great MC and fan, asked Paul, why did they change their flow? Mm-hmm. Like, they After Balloon, they stopped doing that. They became more on beat. Like, A little more straightforward. Right? right. And he said that he kept telling them, like, that's their thing. That's what makes them stand out. And to them, they were like, no, nah, that's like played out now. We've been doing that for three albums. But when you go back to it now, you're just like, yo, you still don't know like where things end, where they I get. Think certain things don't rhyme. Certain things just they had, sit there. Certain they things had a talent of, of scrambling what I would call like grammar rules. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. verb, subject, predicate, right? Right. They Versus like if you listen it. to Cool Mo D, it's like every LL right. Cool. They would, so, 
So anybody that writes in sentences or has some type of grammatical structure when you're writing stories and things of that nature, that's pretty much how you rhyme. Yes. They were fighting that habit that you learn as you grow up as kids right. and you learn to talk, write, and stuff. They were switching, putting the verb before the predicate and switching mm -hmm. out, taking this. Like, all of that was like a scramble. I remember that because that's when I realized what they were doing. That's why I asked everybody, mm -hmm. when do you realize they were being lyrical and not just quirky? Because, like, right. for instance, right. Das Effects was being quirky, but all they were doing was double time nursery rhyme. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah. you made me gow gow, you know, jumping yeah. over the moon moon. Like, yep. so... They were playing, so it was a style, but what Dayla was doing was a substance and yes. making you rethink language and how it's and how it's um disseminated. Laska, you up. So I mean, pretty much like like you and Breeze, for me it was three feet high and rising. Uh, potholes in my lawn was the first thing I remember. Um, but I think the thing that really hit me with them was they felt like they were my age. They were a couple of years older. Mm. But they also felt sort of like my sensibilities. Like I grew up in a suburb of New York city. They grew up in a suburb of New York city. Mm -hmm. you know, they kind of dressed like a little weird. I dressed a little weird. Um, they kind of were like outcasts with their own inside jokes and sort of sense yes. of humor and sensibility and like all that kind of connected with me. Um, you know, I think I was a junior when that record came out and so like for me, it was like it felt like somebody I could have known making a Personally. rap record, whereas it, it right. never really like special ed might have felt like that a little bit because he was super. young. But some too. of the other hardcore borough yeah, MCs like, weren't you know, like a person. Big Daddy connection. Kane or LL Cool J or yeah, Run like DMC. Slick Rick. Slick Rick is not somebody Slick Rick. Though, right? Yeah, like that's that's something that like, you know, an 18 year old kid, not 18, I guess 16 year old kid who was like a late bloomer, you know, just hit in puberty in like his junior year. Couldn't really right. relate to. I couldn't like. You're not. You're not, you're not like, swinging oh, F's in the backseat. Like Jeep? that could be an aspirational thing. Right. But you De La Soul kind of like felt like me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was like. So I was like, all right, I got it. Like the same sense of humor. Um, you know, they sampled like pop music that I remember growing up. Mm. Like they sampled, you know, Hall and Oates. They sampled Steely Dan. Mm -hmm. um, shit like that. So it's like, it kind of was like more in my lived experience than this sort of like past experience that mm. a lot of us as hip hop fans have. Like, you know, we, we fall in love with this old music through the, through the rap music we listen to, but mm -hmm. this is music that I already knew mm. and didn't have to fall. Like it was, it was very familiar to me. So it was right. like, it was easier to grab onto, I think. I feel you on the personal relation. I felt like that with um, like a few years later with LONS. Cause now yeah. I'm in, I'm behind you. So I'm in high school now. Mm -hmm. And they're in high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like, I, I know the PTA. My mom's going there today. So, yeah. Yeah, you know the <laughs> sob story. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So, all right. So, I mean, I, I think we all kind of agree, like, there's a definitive first wave of De La Records, right? It's three feet high. Right. Uh, De La's dead. Balloon Mind State. And probably Stakes is high. Okay. That's stakes, like, you, we, we're including Stakes in the first wave. Yeah, okay. I, I would right, include I steaks to... in the first way. Okay. But you don't like steaks. Me? Yeah, don't you hate steaks? Yo, I've I've had a big turnaround on steaks in the last really? year. Really? This so. is this yeah. is wild breeze. Yeah. This is pretty sure commercial. Wait, wait, wait. Dr I never drop hated the phone it. Flex bomb right here. No, uh, no, no, never, no. All right, I, no. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Right. He didn't hate it, but you noticed the style change. And yeah. that's and, and you didn't like them abandoning what they were doing on balloon to do this new thing on steak. 
Because steaks yeah. were, I think, them pushing their chips to the middle of the table, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're here too. We're not just the yeah. quirky, weird, we, we, we some MCs. Sure. And we're gonna shoot. That's MCs. what I felt. Steaks right. was All like we 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 some MCs and we putting our steak in the ground. Right. Y'all don't um, y'all don't think that happened earlier though with with with, with dead. I felt oh, like yeah. our soul is dead. Like that was the beginning of that process. Mm. Yes, I, you know yeah. I agree. I think it was too. Sorry, go ahead, Breeze. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. It's just I I, I hear what 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 Castro's saying, but to me, like when dead came out. I mean, I, I love I love three feet high. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm taking nothing away from that, and and I, it still has a special place in my heart. But to me, um, "Day Our Soul Is Dead" was just like, I mean, it 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 was powerful. It was um, definitely a ballsy. statement. It was yes, statement, and it had it had those joints on there that like. I mean, Afro Connections, a high five, man, just like screaming at motherfuckers. And, <laughs> and you know, and it, and it was the, the old style, but it was that daylight style that they had introduced in Three Feet High, but the subject matter mm. in the joint, like, oodles of O's, like, you know. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, yeah, this joint. Like, I remember it's, it, it was just hard because they are street, like, like they, they're mm-hmm. suburban. Mm-hmm. Right, but right. To, all to suburbs prove, yeah. are not created equally in New York. No. Yes. So I mean, we just saw it with with with, with the locks. You yes. Know, Yonkers, Yonkers. Is a suburb. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. And if you go to Wine Dance, you go to, you know, Uniondale, or or you go to Andy New Rochelle, or you go to New, New Rochelle, or you go mm-hmm. to Yonkers, or, or you go, you know, to Mount Vernon. It 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 feels like a big block, mm. like ah. those towns are just a big ass block. And and like the continuity that they have, it allows them, it becomes this interesting Petri dish. But mm. make no mistake, they will punch you in the face. And they made that <laughs> and they made that clear yep. with with I'm dead. With dead. Mm. Because yeah. they were like, all right, cool, Tommy boy, you were right. It worked. Like daisies, I got you. Makes sense. Making dollars, it makes sense. But when it got to dead, I'm sure somebody at Tommy Boy was like, yo, what can we do with this? Mm. And they were like, yo, you do whatever the fuck you want. This is who we are. This is who we are right and, now, yeah. And, and it came out in that manner. I think that that there were ripple effects from that, that eventually, like maybe, I, you know, that might have, you know, kept moving into stakes. Mm. But I think it started. I'm pretty the- sure there's some... um. I might have came across an article or two where it was like akin to like a little career suicide because the Daisy Age stuff was so successful. Right. And mm-hmm. and they will, and then you know, the marketing execs, they get, you know, they start salivating, oh man, hippies and flowers, yep. and we could, and this is so anti, you know, the, the gangster rap and death row-isms of the time. We got this thing rolling, this unique. And I and daylight, and I, I think it was maybe plug three was the most adamant about it. Like, look, we ain't no chumps. Like. I don't got a flower yeah. on my hair. Yeah. And I yeah, think y'all are y'all are punching the face. Yeah. Yeah, y'all are taking the creative y'all taking the creative license a little too far. And I noticed it a little later on, but like how PM Dawn was seen mm. with well, the with the light like clothing. Planets stuff. as well. The same thing happened yes. with the planets. 
Yes. So, good point. Ish is the illest, bro. That's the crazy. But, um, so, I remember when Dead came out, there was I remember them being interviewed and saying that like people thought they were punks. Mm. So like people mm-hmm. were always stepping to them because they thought they were soft. So it was like they had a fight all the time. Right. And this was like sort of their frustration bubbling over into this record to be like, you know, we're not fucking soft. Like just because we have this creative side doesn't mean we're fucking soft. Right. And I mean, that's a big artistic statement to like, yo, we're going to kill off our first phase of our career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, rem- I remember and I'm glad you can correct me because it stakes or something. But I remember the the flower cover. And it was just a flower pot, but it seemed so sad and sullen. Like this was a, yeah. a heavy image, even though it's just a flower, a cracked flower pot. Like they were, they were, they were going there, and definitely they went there with, with the tracks, bitties, bitties in the BK lounge. It just what is the oldest man? Millie pulled a pistol. What really? Oh, Millie pulled a pistol. So you know what else hit me about that record, y'all? So I was into um, comic books that came with twelve inches. So like mm-hmm. you would get a Spider-Man comic book. The, the book was as big as a 12 inch because the, the record was in there. You play the record and you hear the doom sound right. and that yep. means you turn the page yeah. to go along with the dialogue and they're, re- you know, they're acting out what you're reading and, and it's a bigger medium. And I, I love comics, but I love this big like vinyl size one. And then when I heard Daylight on Dead, them doing that with the little insert, mm-hmm. boom, and, uh, and they you're took that mad. skit thing to a whole nother, like skits oh. were one thing, but skit. narratives were another and that's where so they would have those going on as well as the obscure like there was way more vocal samples and little snippets from jazz records and things of that nature all that was in that pot so hell yeah yes yes I'm with so, you dead. I have a theory about dead and like I, I, I don't love dead honestly like I feel like there's too much going on with it like I you agree. know there's moments where there's like back to back skits um <laughs> I feel like De La Soul is dead is the bridge that they needed to take to get to Balloon Mind State. Because mm. Balloon dead. is a lot, a lot thinner. Uh, it's a lot thinner, but it has all those affair. elements. It has like yes. the random samples in it. It has the callbacks throughout. The it has all the shit that right. that so, um that Dead has, but it's really sort of mastered. It's honed in. Yeah, they cut the fat. All, yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no extra on that record. Nah, nah, nah. Um, yeah. you know. And, and it could just be that I'm looking at their career through Balloon because it's one of my favorite records of all time. Well, I think oh, easily as as we're as we're working through, they get more economical. For say, like Balloon, they added yeah. Shorty Nomas. But by the time you get to um, Stakes, now you're getting solo dove songs. Like they're, yeah. be, you know, they're realizing they don't always have to stuff it. You know, don't have to be dove and pos and a little Maceo section. They're letting each other mm-hmm. do solos. They're doing different arrangements on stakes as far as like being economical with like your how what's a day live yeah. record and what are the cuts involved yeah so um why don't we take a quick break Both. come back pick up on this conversation because there's still a lot more i think to talk about with the, the first few records and then yes, i'll finish saying what i was saying about why you know my change of heart on stakes you're growing right. right. we're, 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 cool. yeah, you're growing as a man all right. All right. we'll be back so, call out culture she'll we'll be back out with breeze blowing Yo, peace people, it's Premrack. Just wanted to hop on and tell you about my new album, Load Bearing Crow's Feet. Out now, everywhere on Backwood Studios. Shouts to the Wrecking Crew, shouts to Call Out Culture. Shouts to Willie Green, shouts to Billy Woods at Backwood Studios. Shouts to Shrapnel. Shouts to Brain Orchestra, Denmark Vesey, Messiah Music, Small Professor, Fresh Kills. 
Willie Green, myself, everyone that handled the beats, everyone that delivered the, the rhymes. AJ Swade, Henry Canyons, Castro Zilla, yeah. Fielded and Lucid. And Marcus Penn on the cuts. Dr. Quandry on the art. Pick it up wherever you pick up music. Thank you. Peace. The shortest story ever fraught with blues and no less true. Dignity for Yeah. Double down, boy. New album, Vegas Vic from yours truly, Zilla Rock. First solo album since 96 Mentality. Out on Chong Wizard Records. Right now, available around the world. You can cop the digital on iTunes if you want. You can buy it for a G on Bandcamp if you're a real boss like that. However you want to get it, we got tapes, very limited, CDs also. Beautiful vinyl, all the artwork designed by PQ. Got everybody from Co-op Culture, Wrecking Crew, in the mix. Album executive produced by Disco Vietnam. Just join us, fly, energetic, fun. Roulette tables popping, free drinks all night with the cherry in there. Whatever you want to get, we're doubling down. We're going to get in the car, we're riding out to America's Playground. Vegas Vic, Zilla Rock, a new album, out. And we're back. So, so basically to pick up on my, what changed with uh, Stakes is High. So as I've mentioned, when Stakes is High came out, I was like in my super underground rap nerd phase. Like if it wasn't a hissy cassette of something I taped off a stretch of Bobito, I didn't want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you were swimming in the women, clearly. Shake them off that jacket. The rap snobbery. I mean, the shows I went to, there were so many women. And they were all oh, dating God, yeah. the seven rappers on the bill. They were yeah, all pretty there. Much, yeah. And then the rest of us were dudes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, dudes, like, I mean, that's the time that I discovered the juggernauts. It's the time I discovered right. company flow, like natural resources, um, natural elements, like all those groups that were just like killing it on, on the stretch and Bob scene. Hmm. And I kind of wrote that record off. I was like, yeah, this is just like everything else that's out right now. Um, cause it not, but not like, not mean because there was like a sort of, there, there was the commercial level of music. And then there was a layer underneath that was like the anti-commercial level. Like, music, uh, right? like Keith the Murray, had like Keith Murray, mm. but also the roots yeah. had like what they do. Like it right. just kind of all felt like the same there. Like it didn't really, it felt like a reaction to something rather than uh, being yeah. something. Right. Okay, so yeah, good point. It's, it's, at it's that time, like I didn't really off. like it. And I was like, this is, this kind of dull, but, and I've checked it over like through the years. I was like, eh, it's not hitting me, but I listened to it like at the beginning of this year and I was like, fuck, this is a good record. Mm. I don't know why I slept on it so hard. I mean, the I, big, I, let's do it quite a bit this year. Like I really grown. Stakes is high was, was, it was also the time of the music video. Yeah. So always remember what videos were dropping, what they would do. And the Stakes is High video was incredible. The, yeah. the, ca- the cameos, the playing the basketball, it, it reminded no, me the, of the, high school. The, the, no, the It's So Easy video. That's what you're thinking. No, about. that. but let, bear with me. Bear with me. I'm going to get to that too. Okay. So so in the Stakes High video, they, they, they had the, they were playing on a rooftop basketball right. court. My high school had one of those with the big gates over top and you could play up there and you know the ball wouldn't go anywhere you wouldn't fall over the side but so right. i'm like all right you know the laundromat <laughs> scenes you know what i'm saying so and then the rhymes like we're going to get to what our favorite stuff is a little later but that's 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 it that's it i'm sick of that and yeah. i was just in awe of the mastery of each person's section because when 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 dove wanted to go on a run he wanted to run i'm sick of um when 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 pos wanted to drop you know a media has more rights than my people like there was so much heavy weight to that well, they the put that, the that quote on the inner tray and of yes. the cd yes when you popped it open and that, that font and that font, font. And they that had font that whole that daylight font. Right. yes 
So, why so that was a big move. So then, then, then it's so easy drops again. Another video moment. Like if you don't get the album immediately, you might still be getting bombarded by the video or Rap City or whatever may have you any countdowns. And it's so easy. There's a million things. And but that's my full love affair of with Daylight is the emergence of Dr. Amma. Duh. So stakes is high. I think it is watershed Dr. moment. Amma. Yep. And that's when I love the group. When I realized this is my favorite guy. Everybody was into Poss. Okay. Yeah. It's almost similar to the Cannibal Ox dichotomy of mm. you were lured in by Vastas yes. and his voice. But then when you went into the trenches, you noticed the nuclear weapons were being held by Vort. And, and, and Poss was very enticing. Poss, the news to me was like, you know, that, that old cartoon trope, the smoke coming off the pie and mm -hmm. turns into fingers and it grabs right. your nose and it, and it lures yeah. you in. Very alluring, very much a um, MC you wanted to be like, oh, I want to rap like him, yeah. you know? It, but Doug Especially after that. Balloon. Especially yeah. after yeah. Balloon. Oh my Boom. God. Right, with um, I Am, I Be. Break it down, uh, bro. Shaking yeah, hands with many devils in the industry. Come on. Yeah, it's last for that that verse, the structure <laughs> on that verse. And, and, is, and he it, takes a shot at Jungle Brothers. You know what I mean? Native Tongue Jungle Brothers on the run. I'm like, oh the shit on um what song is it? Is it uh the one where he's like fuck being hard, pasta is complicated. complicated. Oh yeah, that's yes, on, that's on stakes. That's on stakes. That's on stakes. No, no, that's on, on balloon. Fuck being on my house and it was complicated. Yeah, it's the shit with um. I thought it was on stakes. No, it's. I, I was just listening to it today. I was actually taking the notes. Okay, but okay, because um, Shorty Nomas is on the song. She's yeah, Shorty Nomas is on that verse. Yeah, okay, uh, yes, yeah, definitely. Is that I am I B? What's the other? It's not I am. There's right another one. Tree or something like that. The tree. The um. What's it called? It's something a about stick, the bush, like the stick of bush. Stick of bush. bush. Probably stick of bush. Yeah. In the bush. Yeah. I'm thinking of that that reprise they did on Stakes is High, where he spits he spits a verse over the break, and then Naughty by Nature thought he had beef with them. He says, "Stick to your Naughty by Nature's and your canes, because the rhymes that I draw that." But he was, and then they drop you insane. Yeah, but then he uses that verse again later, I think, on Down Syndrome. But uh, mm -hmm. that part was hard. Just hearing him rhyming, like it sounds like they were like eavesdropping them doing a rehearsal. I always yeah. like conflated that. Yeah, they were rhyming at such a high level. It's interesting when people realize, oh, they're rhyming at a high level. It was something like yeah. that because, again, gimmick rhyming was around, and, and you know people could easily just slide them into that category. You know what it reminds me of? Dude? Doing it reminds me of like the early Timbaland wave when he was doing the R and B, right? Okay. When he was doing like Genuine and like Aaliyah and all of when that. Silk. And right? no, 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 no. I don't think he was doing Silk, but when no, when you I'm sorry. At the beginning of like the Timbaland sound, like Pony is a massive song, dude. Big song, big song. Right. And that's him. And then even when he did, you know, like the um the Are You That Somebody shit for Leah, like the early Missy, you know, like he was changing the entire approach to drum production and pockets, like from a, mm -hmm. a production standpoint. But the songs were so big and played everywhere. And then Missy's like hopping and dancing. You're not really sitting back being like, I've never heard that some shit like this in my entire life. This is right. alien shit. What is this? Because it just gets you until you go to sit down and make a beat. And you're like, how do you do that? How do I make a beat? Like, are you that somebody? It's like if you're a rapper and you're trying to rap like Dove, 
how do you do that? You know what I mean? Like he starts singing, then he starts chanting, and then his things don't match. And then he's saying something real direct. No, I'm, I'm, we need like, to ask the, the, the one of the masters it's crazy. right now. Breeze, as a as a flow master, and he just acts like he just, oh, I, you know, this is just how I always rap. What are you talking about? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out. I, I'm straightforward. A, B, A, B, C, C, D. That's my right. flow. Y'all know it. So, no, but like, would you study them? Did you realize early oh, yeah. on? Because you, you, so, so what, what got you about their lyrical? It's more the arrangement. I'm not necessarily talking about what they picked to talk about, but how they talked about them. Right. I mean, I, they were good at like stretching out the, like the scheme. So mm-hmm. instead of having to be like AA, it would be like, you know, like ABC and then A would pop in there and then, you know, C and then B, but it would still hit. It would, and all that A would come back. Like, I, I used to like try to like do the rhyme scheme for some of the verses. Nasty. And it'd be like, nah, but it feels like it's not rhyming here. Oh, but it did rhyme there. And it's just like, like, that little subtlety and I always thought they were brave for doing that because it's like you know you want to make sure it hits but to them it was like nah it's, you know it, it's gonna hit a little differently mm-hmm. and I always felt like they would you know like they were they were just always slanted like mm-hmm. and even if it wasn't mm-hmm. slant rhyme it was like a slant pattern and if it wasn't like it like like they they did they've had moments of directness but I like the inference shit. I like like yeah, the uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Talking it around something, like, you know, yeah, swing yeah. is the is of my step. Like how you were saying before, like manipulating, oh. like the grammar and, and, and the parts of speech. Mm. Like that's the coolest fucking line. Like what the hell is that? <laughs> I remember that shit coming on, and I was like, damn, that's some next level pimpery shit right there. Like, swing mm. is the is of my step. Plug mm. to to the gut. On get by when it's kept three miles to my strut. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> this nigga right here. Yes. yes, God. You know what I mean? For real. I, I, I think the Jesus. bravery is there because the blueprint and the imprint is so strong. Like, you know, everybody wants to rap like Kane. That's power, you know, when them lines right. hit. Everybody Fuck wants him, to rhyme. Slickness, right? But you know who rhymes, I was you want thinking, you know? Yeah. As we talk about like influences. They, and they give it up like they're huge ultra fans. Oh yeah, oh, Shout out ultra. Ultra. and if oh, there wow. is any line to connect, yeah. like critical beatdown found its way to sure. three feet, and, yes. and you know it's and and it's not just Keith. It's it said G two. It, it's like right. Keith is the most one we know, but yeah, it's all of yes, I guess. Which, you know, and, and I feel like they took what Ultra was doing and had the music because Ultra beats were just so damn hard mm. that I feel yeah. like Dayla oh. decided like, yo, we're going to kind of like freak the flows, but the music will almost accompany it in a different manner. And I feel mm. like that's like one of the improvements. Not that they were trying to improve. I'm not saying they bit off nobody. I'm just saying the influence, you can make the connection. But musically, yes, they decided like, hey, let's try to make sure that, you know, um, our soundtrack is as original and as different as our flows. But as far as different flows, you know, it's like Tila Rock, Ultra, and then it finds its way to Daylight. You know, mm-hmm. but they made the whole, the whole, you know, they made the, 
you know, the, the curtain master drapes as far as the beats and the rhymes with that same energy. Yeah. Coming with that Prince Paul. And they, coming they even off got stat. Ego Trippin' 2 on Balloon. Sure. Exactly. To, that's take the, the, the growth off of Ultra. And Good that point. joint is Good crazy. Sure, you yeah. know my... Like, that was a big thing, them trying to incorporate. I love when, I, you know, when a group brings somebody in a little later, um, except Consequences. They really um, mastered textures on that record, though. Like, they did that a lot. Like, throughout that whole record, the way they used, like, voices and different things throughout, mm-hmm. yeah. it's really, yeah. like, a masterwork. And something, I don't know why I never noticed this before, but today, listening to, um, what was it, I Be Blowing? <laughs> like, that shit's amazing, but it's basically a prelude to I Am I Be. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I never, like, put that together until today. Yes. It's incredible. Like the, the yeah. way the, the, the actual way understood of, of Maceo talking, like, oh, yeah. like that that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because it, it's about access, right? If you don't have a parentage or some cousin, so with these things, mm-hmm. how do you discover that? You don't go into the library and discover Maceo. It just no. it's just too much. Right. You know, a library is overwhelming. It's too much to sift through to find those choice moments. You got to kind of be led to that water and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I love that you can hear. Their parental influences, maybe your uncle, all of that stuff on these records mm-hmm. in real time, you know what I mean? And not being corny and stuff like that. That, that. that was big to me. You could hear influences in real time, you know, of that thing. Yep. Can I, can I take a quick left turn? So we talk about the, the first wave briefly. I want to point out that I was pulling up my day live playlist, right? Because I have all this shit on CD. It's not on stream and like that. I have a lot of the just their one-offs, right? Mm. Fallen from the fucking Judgment Night soundtrack, like one of my favorite songs of all time. They did a song from like NBA 2K7 or 8 called La La La. Crazy. They did, um, that one too. They did the one song on High School High soundtrack. Um, but lovely how I let my mind float. Crazy. Like that. Oh joint, the joint on Prince Among Thieves about them like booking flights. Talk about being dealers. Oh, when I they like the, the, more yeah, than you know. Like, more than you know. That like joint is more than you know. Like That's they're talking about selling drugs, but it's like the nicest, happiest shit in the I world. They were wearing sweaters in the video. Yeah, they're, they're like in the alleyway, doing... being like, yeah, "We want to catch a flight." Like they're doing that, and then they have um the joint with DJ Honda, "Trouble in the Water." It's like one of my favorite records of all time. It's just them talking about growing up in Long Island. They definitely put effort into the like, one-offs. Right. Like, That's they weren't like, just Everything they did... Everything was solid. It wasn't like, well, these are the four that didn't make the album. Right. Someone's no, coming no. with a soundtrack. Here's 10 grand. Here's here's some bullshit we didn't Y'all really remember need. that joint that was on a, a 12-inch, a rare 12-inch um, with them and Tribe? It, it, and they were all going kind of back and forth. I can't remember the name of it, but I... Daylight you could look it up. It's like, it's it's literally on a 12-inch. It's like these Daylight Gems and it's them and Tribe. And they're literally going back. It's called. Like one, two, oh, three, the one something. from high school high is called "I Can't Call It." I can't call it. It's from the Stakes Is High era. Then they had Buddy, this other joint. Buddy's a one off. Buddy's a one off. That wasn't. On, um, that was on, on what? That's it's on, on dead. It's on dead. It's on dead. But I feel yeah, like it was on. on but then they had the video versions. Of the videos is different, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Okay. That's okay. But and last but not, I just want to point out one more Lucy real quick. Castro, when we were on tour with Prem, we were driving through the desert. And it was my turn to drive. And this song had just came out and I was playing it. It was the one song they did called um, Get Away featuring the spirit of the Wu. Do you remember that song? Yeah. Where they sampled yeah. the part from Wu-Tang Forever disc two. I just risen. Just, Yo, stop running up on bros. We're like, whack shit. You ain't no MC. You know I what I mean? Take shit yes. for this shit. 
is them sampling that shit from the kung fu movie and it's just them talking wild shit rapping hard and that was supposed to be for an album that didn't that ended up becoming the anonymous nobody's album years and years later but i'm just going through their lucy's i'm like yo their lucy's are crazy like they're still mega creative that's my point like there is no foot off the pedal you know what i mean they're not fucking around so i just want to point that out real quick that's well so so why don't we take a quick break Bow. come back right. and I, I wanted to when we come back i want to sort of before we get into the second wave i think that's maybe a shorter conversation but sure. maybe not um just sort of like talking about the influence of day a lot and how important they are to the general landscape of rap right now so we'll be okay. back in a minute shablam shablam are the four elements keeping you down you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now, all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation. If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. Zilla Rocca and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me, when was the first time you fell in love with hip hop? <laughs> and we're back. Blah, 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 blah. So I wanted to talk about, I've been sort of thinking about like what hip hop would look like without De La Soul. You know, like, okay. like what wouldn't be here if De La Soul never existed? And then through that kind of thinking of how important De La Soul is. Like I started thinking about that today, like while I was listening and there's whole arms of hip hop that I can't even imagine existing without them. So, yeah. you know, what, what do you guys think what do you mean, like, like question mark it. asylum? I mean, question mark question asylum, mark. indeed. I wouldn't be exist. here today without question mark. Everyone yeah. knows that. Everyone knows but, that. you know, like, I mean, you think, like, just, <laughs> you know, would Tribe Called Quest exist? Would Black Sheep exist? From there, would hieroglyphics exist? From, I mean, I, I don't know if we'd exist. To keep it That's up. what I'm saying. Like, nice. Yeah. Or far side and things You know like who's that a huge I mean, De La fan? Rock Marcy. Yeah. Oh, well, He's from Hormone. He loves them. That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, he, um, they definitely carved out nobodies, right? Yep. Yes, he is. And yeah. he he has he has a yeah. um a SoundCloud joint from like post Marsburg pre Reloaded where he raps on Hey Love, like he looped that shit and rapped on it like that shit. Nice. <laughs> and he was like, I just always loved Ayla. I was like, fucking cool. I mean, it, it it allowed for the um the intellectual quirk to have a, a voice. Yeah. The um the college kid. You know what I mean? Like the the um, you know, there was there was a thing about being a New York MC, right? Are you from a borough? If yeah. not, I don't want to hear it. And them solidifying their space, like you know, there's there's many other places in New York where people could be from. And like Bree said earlier, like this is our block, and yeah. we gonna hold this down. And I think just holding that spot and their longevity, you know what I'm saying, allowed people to see like this niche stuff could work. I can be myself, you know what I mean? Like, 
there's, there's plenty of acts that seem like they would take the, the daylight uniqueness. I'm, I'm looking at like crucial conflict. Does that work? Yeah. What, I, what about you know, I mean, that you could draw that line because you know, going that, against <clears throat> that diversion from the traditional sound from the trip, right. exist without the right. success of daylight. Making mm. that strong left from what is popular and working because that's not what you do in industry, right? If this method is working, I'm going to follow this method and make the money right behind mm-hmm. it. And, and, and also, like, I, they also, to me, sometimes it's funny because when you think of groups of that nature, of Jayla like that, there also is the relationship with the label, even though we kind of hate on Tommy Boy now, because they have to have the bravery to put out the act, too. When right, all the yeah, other right. acts that are making money is doing this, that, and the third, here's our act in the basement, you know, and the furniture's nailed to the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's upside down. So how do we back that up? I think that there's, there's something to how Tommy Boy figured that, figured that out to make them a marketable group. I heard that, um, this is documented, when they started, Tommy Boy made an effort to send them across the world immediately. Like they were on some international stuff off the first record, just, mm-hmm. just touring and playing, just showing their wares to people in, in, the, in person, as opposed to people trying to figure out and decode this record in, in the UK on their own, you know, yeah. with sparse hip hop uh, shows and, and um, dialogue other than written. So I think they very influential and like you can take, you can make a left turn and if you stick with it and the music quality is good and the lyric and the swords are sharp, you can make a go for it and there might be a pocket for you. I'm thinking of um, Dungeon Family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dungeon yeah. Family ex- exists. Goody Mob. Uh, you know, those uh, type of characters. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying just to fuck with Alaska, but it, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique is like sample for sample tied with De La. In terms mm. of how many yeah. samples can we cram on a fucking record while just telling jokes to crack two other guys in my group up with no care for the rest of the world? You know what I mean? Like Beasties, uh, they definitely thought about it like that after ill communication. And then, but then after Boutique, they were like, okay, we can't make samples anymore. We've made every sample beat there is, is to make in 1989. Whereas like De La, all their albums like sold less and less and less. Whereas like Tribe stayed the same those first three like those are big records and then Beastie Boys got were huge cratered huge forever again, I think De La is like, I think they're true artists in that everything they did was kind of like a response to the first one blowing the fuck up so fast yeah and then kind of so, being like you know it reminds me of like the- yeah like it reminds me of like um like like pretty boy young actors that hit and then everyone okay. wants them just to be like a guy in a bathing suit. And then they right. either like lose a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight or like kind of ugly themselves up or do or something to, do to be like of substance and not just be a boy toy. Like Marlon Brando like back in the day where he was like, yeah. I'm right. going yeah, to yeah. eat as much as possible to prove. Definitely made a point. Yeah. Like, I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, like literally, I'm going to gain 180 pounds to he show you. Because he was the chiseled chin. Yeah, he like was American. Yeah, he was a, man right. wanted, yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel like they always saw, OK, that kind of and, and maybe again being called hippies and trusting Tommy Boy clearly it worked. I mean the shit fucking skyrocketed, but I feel like they were always in it to go long term, which they have you know thirty years later. Versus like okay, what what's Tommy Boy want us to do this go around? All right, let's put on the put on the fucking velour pants, whatever's popping this. Sh- okay, put on the Tims this year. Okay, take them off. Okay, put on the you know the jiggy shit. Okay, put take that off. I feel like they were always just like fuck off <laughs> like this is what we want to do and there was diminishing 
returns in a way from an industry point of view, but from an art point of view, like how many rap groups are we really talking about that their first four to five, six albums are either amazing or like pretty damn good. That's pretty incredible. One of the things I've thought about while listening was that every single De La Soul record is like a record reflective of that era but seen through their eyes correct yeah right? so 100 you know you look at everything that that's happening like dead is really sort of like on par with um you know like shit that came out in 89 is like main source breaking atoms mm. um low end theory um first organized album like it's all sort of in that vein through their eyes uh balloon mind state was what 93 94 93 94 yeah you know that's it's like sort of very cerebral hip-hop right you know, very jazz heavy samples, fucking um Nodge, Lars Professor, AZ, yeah. all of that stuff. I, I mean um Glyphics, fucking Souls Mission. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's all in that sort of vibe. Then stakes as high as like, you know, we kind of talked, it's like the the reaction G- to the industry shit that's going on. Yeah, right. the Jay-Z and then Jay-Z stuff and all of that. Yeah. And then um grinding is like really just like everything bad about that era. Is in that record, but then there's a lot of good in that record too. But there's there's like a lot of shitty like I think I think like they sound. I think that album they like the producers on the album and the guests like Ghostface and um I, I gotta say this like no disrespect the later era they lot a lot of Super Dave West. I'm not a super oh. Dave West guy. I'm sorry. All I'm, right. I'm not into I, I will, I'm not I will into attest. It. You have to kind of be in the Dave West because not, he does do like a lot of He's all over um, Mosaic Dump. He's all over Bionics. Yeah. I mean, uh, AOI. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. He, had, he had some bangers on there. Dave had some shit on AOI. I like AOI. I think AOI is, is kind of underrated with the, with the second push. Yeah. I, I like the albums for sure. I just, I don't really get him still. I don't I don't get it. But it's, there was I, I, but hold on, I'm gonna pick up on what Bree's saying. There was some disconnect with the marketing as to how AOI was pushed, even compared to all of their records, that some mm-hmm. there was something missing. Like it sounded like I felt it was like some executive was handling it because it, it seemed like the art was intricate. Like I remember that big cutout of them and the, and the artwork's amazing. stuff. Yeah, artwork's but amazing. there wasn't any video to kind of go with that, even a little commercial thing that would bring you to that or, or some more paraphernalia. I mean, the video for Ooh is like one of my favorite videos ever. Whether no, I'm just saying, but just, Oz, but you're right, but just nothing pushing to do with the aesthetic like of the, the album that they did artificial with all that detail. Yeah, right. And I love my, my favorite is Bionics. Bionics, I feel like as far as that late run, I like the grind data light, but Bionics is really my verbal clap. Um, Baby fat. Uh on star. That's yeah, crazy. It's, 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 it's some crazy. Wait, what's, on what's, there. what's the one that has the um? Ha, um, simply having, simply having. That's crazy. The fact that it's a Christmas song, and then he did the the, the, the beat shit, part, the, and then the he did the rhyming part. The like, I yeah, they love footprints. That run. Right oh no, 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 wait, wait, no, wait. There's two parts. There's simply right the Paul McCartney, which I I fucking hate that song, and I hate their version. But then after that is simply having where they rap over footprints with the claps and, 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 and yeah, think yeah, travels, so. which is nasty. Like that joint is crazy. Yeah, I think it right. depends on the late stuff. Is like, what do you dial into? Because there's a lot to like, and then there's some if you really okay, want to nip okay. it. I, I'm realizing it now. We we're, we're good at this. We're always good at an hour and ten minutes into the podcast when we start having revelations. I don't like Super Dave West's style from that time because. 
that is the Rock Wilder run in hip hop. Mm. Okay. And he's making like De La Rock Wilder beats. Mm. And we talked about on the J episode where like Rock Wilder has, you know, throw your hands up to, you know, 12 a.m. on the way to club. Like he has that beat. But then the rest of his beats are like digital farts and like bloop bleeps. They're kind of like, they're like Timbaland, like some of the some of the blackout versions. stuff that he did. Some of the yeah, like stuff I don't, yeah, like you know, like I like the Rock Wilder intro of the Rock Wilder beat for Red and Meth, but the beat right. Sucks. But then after I, like the, it's just always like a farting tuba. Like his shit always has like muffled. It's it's like what someone. It's like it's like when you watch movies from the eighties and you see what they think the future is gonna look like, where everything is like big screens and clunky shit. And it's like they didn't think like Steve Jobs would come alone and make everything like minimal and small. Like Rockwilder's like, this is what beats sound like in the future. And, so let's it talk and about they don't. That. So let's like talk about the that. Super we'll, Dave West that. shit is like the knockoff Rockwilder sound from that time, which is a huge style. That's all I'm saying. So then let's move on to like the non-rents no nobody <laughs> and what the choices they made. Oh, wait, there, so. which, I want to hear what, what the last one to say about Grind Date first. That album sucks. <laughs> oh, it has that's the last I, guy. There's some really good songs. That, I'm joking. There's Dude, some really good songs fire. on it. With Mad Lib? And verbal claps on there. With Dylan? No, there's yes. some. I'm joking. There's some good songs on there, but there's some really bad fucking songs on there, too. Agreed. Agreed. What Jake Wando, Rock Cocaine Flow, bro. Changed the world. What's I the mean, bad the one? The one with Ghostface is amazing. What's a bad one? Yeah. Uh, church uh, with Spike Lee, produced no, by Ninth Wonder. No, Church is amazing. I love Church, actually. Wait, wait. What, what's the one the preacher? There's like a preacher on there. Is it that one? It's Church, I think, yeah. Oh, I don't like that one. No, you're wrong. Um, That's terrible. <laughs> no, Days of Our Lives is pretty awful. Um, it's I didn't like, like that. Uh, shopping bags. Cool. Any Anytime you get a group talking about shopping bags. Shopping bags, she weighs dumb. down. At, oh, that's what is great. That's that mad lip shit. You're bugging. Horrible. Oh, and then they, man, and then they got she got she like got from you. You hate hooks. That's your problem. You like, hate you're hooks. like Dave really comes off on that record. I like that. Like, to me, I think See? Dave comes off on that record. Yeah. Oh, but I'm you know, Daylight. Wait, wait. Ghostface had beef with them. Did you know that? I don't know. He murdered them on their own record because they didn't. His flow falls off. They didn't line him up. And he still murdered. And then he heard it and he was like, yo, you fucked me up. Like, what are you doing? And he had know. problems with them off of that song. You know what I mean? Because they and this was when Ghost was on fire, too. But yeah, and that's like peak Aaron Ghost. And when he said he's like, he's like, what's he say? Girls, you can meet me in my OJ or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> he's a shit. Uh, yeah, yeah but he, I, I really songs. don't like that record. That shit is the production, really, more than anything. It's uh, Super Dave West is in the mix again. He's got four or five it, joints. Yeah, a lot. He did half the album, and then it's Mad Lib, Jake One, Ninth. I'm looking at the credits now. Yeah, same, like Super Dave. Day. But see, Super Dave like his whole. He's doing like, okay. By this point, it's 04. This is the Kanye era. He's doing like this his version of like soul shit or whatever. Yeah, but then they're also doing like a lot of just like shitty like Triton beats too. Yeah, this is. I'm trying to think. We are they? This is, this is like post Neptune's. So that's why I wanted to talk about <clears throat> nobody because that's them taking full reins of the production. Oh. Nobody's really good. I hate this album. I, hate I album. like that record a lot. I mm. like. I like nobody. I think that sample phobic shit is real though, man. Like I think yeah, PTSD. And it's like you got yeah. you talking to this one lawyer, you talking to that one's lawyer. You can't get no placements, and you fucking mm. daylock. Like yeah. and, and they also they got really raked over the coals on three feet high and rising 
Yeah, there was lawsuits. So yeah, Breeze, I feel you on that. Yeah. So, so to them, a song is not just a song. It's like, yo, where's the sample from? Like that has to be talked yeah. about because that has been such a thorn in our side in our career. So them, See, them even doing the that stuff. The joint Mace did for me. Like I was like, yo, Mace, there's a sample on it, but nobody cares about me. I, I cool. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah. oh, you have one on the um yeah, on your, your solo yeah, 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 hell yeah. Mace yeah. produced the joint produced the joint. And you know, I was like, I was worried because of the sample, because you know, mm. I mean, they are target, you know, but True. Um, but he he's Yo, these are real dudes. And he's like, look, whatever happens, happens, we deal with it. And I ain't think I ruffled enough feathers to make it matter. But the fact that he was just like, look, it is what it is. I, It's a good song. Let's let's just let it rock. Mm. But when you think about nobodies and it's like, all right, cool. We're going to get these, you know, session music, uh, musicians and we're going right. to do it like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I get it. And I, and I mm. think they pulled it off. You know, I think like you know, royalty capes and like like this. Hello, yeah, yeah, that was nice. The two I mean, change joint. I think the album is joint. crazy. I just don't like that. To me, they get outshined on every song. Like someone else to me sticks out more than them. It's the first album where I'm kind of like checking it for the guests and the beats more than Dayla. That's my only issue with it, really. So I don't. Well, I don't this is the song they have that um, what's the joint with the dragon girl? The dragon little group? dragon. Woo. Oh, little yeah. dragon. Yeah. Oh, so that's a big song. But the song, I will say that on that song. The song is half Lil Dragon, half Daylight, as opposed to like yeah, a right. collab type thing because of the way they sequence it. Like Rock Marcy I, goes crazy on Spit Kicker joint. I think, oh yeah, it's, I think it's worth, oh, I think sure it's worth really us cool. revisiting. I think Chains. it's worth revisiting. Because I yeah. will say this, when it came to Nobodies, I was hoping for little, what I thought were Daylight moments with them sampling other people. And mm -hmm. I should have seen the whole thing as a Daylight moment. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there trying to find little pieces of Break of Dawn or whatever may have you. And... Um, the anonymous nobody as far as what they were producing and I can't look at it like that so you I know, definitely you know think it seems like I'm gonna I'll say this. It. okay I'm gonna revisit it under the scope of this is not a day live rap album to hear to hear those dudes rap and phrase things and talk about shit the way we've been expressing which makes them godly this album is de la as producers making a production album yes it's like de la presents all the people we wanted to it's kind of like like a handsome boy modeling school type of record mm. like we we got all the beats we're gonna call on all these motherfuckers that we like to be on it it's not really about us it's about presenting the project it. right right the, yeah. so it's not so you know what i mean it's rather than like oh we're gonna get busy and, and hang with rock marcy because he's the hottest out right now like we're not gonna hang with rock Mar we're not gonna hang with two chains who's got the fi most fire verse period it's like we're gonna get two chains on our music. Like he's gonna rock on our beats that we made. Like like Breeze was saying in the construction that we wanted to do with a band and flip it. You know, what I mean, I, so I think it's like a producer album. Really, mm. they just happen to be the rappers, but also the producers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crush a lot podcast presents a score to settle volume one. The remixes produced entirely by the expert. Featuring the juggernauts of the underground scene, Riggs, Mooch, Mav, Smooth, B.A. Bad, Bub Styles, Lloyd Juco, A-Sun Eastwood, Fast Life, Adonis, D-Polo, and more. Go check it out in Bandcamp right now with a special bonus track by yeah, yeah, Zilla Rocka. Yeah, yeah. Expensive clothes, man, I'm who she chose. That's a feast for crows, cause that's how it goes. 
my sour highs and my sweet and lows. The winter snows froze the winter rose. Check it out right now. A score to settle the remixes on Bandcamp and DSPs coming soon. Crush it out, podcast. Peace. Steel's Kitchen, the new compilation from us, Wrecking Crew. The follow-up to last year's Raheem's Lament, dropping June 4th at WreckingCrew.Bandcamp.com. All new joints from Shrapnel, Career Crooks, Cargo Colts. All new solo songs from me, Small Pro, Curly Castro, and Premrock. Alaska's on there. Marcus Penn's doing cuts all up and then out. Peace. Fresh Kill's got a beat on there. Shouts to Canada. We got Jason Griff on this piece. Stan Ipkiss. Fatboy Sharif, our very dear friend. Scorsese, rest in peace. He's on there. Yo, man. Disco Vietnam, Dose 4 GW. Whew. Mastered by Cryptic, one of Adam's fam, and artwork and design by PQ. Family Affair. And our family's the illest. Wrecking Crew Steals Kitchen, June 4th. Get it. Why don't we just do a quick round each of our favorite De La Soul and favorite De La Verse? Do it. And since uh, Breeze, you're our, you're our guest of honor, we'll give you the first choice, and that way you could take take your pick without anybody snatching it from you. I mean, I'm 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 gonna go way back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Three Feet High and Rising Joint. Um, okay. I thought um, I know I love you better. It was mm. like. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? When, and, and you know, it, we sometimes we don't know what's Paul and, and what's Daylight to me. That Daylight was Paul, you know, is, is Paul in, in, in three feet. And, but just the production on that and the layering and whistle and whew. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of phrasing right up to back. It's the Daisy Age, and you're about to walk top stage, so wipe your lottoes on the mat. Hip-hop love, this is, and don't mind when I quiz your involvements before the sun. But clear your court, cause this a one-man sport, and who's better for this than plug one? Plug don't one. have to worry about me squashing other deals, cause they've already been squished. Freeze a frame of our moves the same, wish we can continue right behind the bush. You'll stay with me, I know this, but not because of all my earthly treasures or regardless to the fact that I'm passing the noose but because yeah and then and then you know um, that you know that that pass verse you know needle into your groove and you know what I mean it's like psh, fuck out of here like <laughs> when I heard that shit, I was like yo it just felt like that like nothing had been done that poetically mm. um, and that harmoniously production-wise with still the disparate parts to, to that point. I remember listening to, I, I, and you know, I had, I had the joint with one piece of vinyl and I just remember just playing that shit, pulling it back, playing that shit. <laughs> and um, you know, that was, I always thought they were special, but like hearing that song when it came on, it just, it touched different nerves. Still does. Mm. And I just feel like it's, you know, there's there's a lot of amazing shit, but I'm gonna leave the rest for y'all. I know, but I'm I'm a claim I know I love you better. I mm. like the way they spelled it. It was just <laughs> dope. <laughs> That's fire. Who wants to go next? Castro. All right. So I'll song-wise, I'm gonna have to go with um. Millie pulled the pistol on, on Santa. I, that's you just do. you have to. I, I actually made a song in tribute to that. Like I did the beat, the sample choice, and then the way 
he just they just laid out the story was so ill and like you're following it just because it's ill and you don't think that like mm. you know because they still be a kind of coded so you, you something's going on with Miller, but you don't know right exactly you don't know that she's kind of getting touched you don't know what's happening and and they're being very poetical talk missiles and all of that <clears throat> and then until you get to the end and he said and it was over and you're like oh I rewinded it immediately. Immediately, I had to um, that remix. Holy shit! I had the tape, I think, and I was and I when I had tapes back in the day, y'all. I only had Walkmans. Most of my Walkmans only had the fast forwards. Like it was one of those. You had right. to take it out, flip it, <laughs> turn it back, see where you at. You know what I'm saying? Because it would save you about ten, fifteen dollars on a Walkman if if you just dealt yep. with the ones without the, without the rearm. But so yeah, but that Mill, Millie pull a piss on Santa. That's definitely my. My song, John. Break of Dawn was up in there. Stakes is High was up in there. But definitely Miller. This is the styling for a title that sounds silly. But nothing silly but the trifling times of Millie. Millie, a Brooklyn queen originally from Philly. Complete with an accent that made us sound hillbilly. Around this time, the slamming drunk was milk is chilling. But even cooler was my social worker, Dylan. Yeah, I had a social worker because I had some trouble. Anyone who whiffed on me, I popped it, don't like bubble. He bring me to his crib to watch my favorite races. That's how his daughter Millie became one of my favorite faces. She had the curves that make you want to take chances. I mean, to her man, I love to make advances. I guess her father must have got the same feeling. I mean, actually finding his own daughter Millie appealing. At the time, no one knew, but it was a shame that Millie became a victim of the touchy-touchy game. What's your verse? What about your favorite verse? All right, my favorite verse is um is is Dove one of either of Dove's pieces and stakes was high. I'm sick of swole head rap, um, rappers uh, and they're sickening rap. Sick like uh, that's 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 yeah, one of the illest runs I think I've ever heard in rap. You know, like it just it just is the sicker run. It's just it, and he doing the laundry. Come on, man! Yep. Like <laughs> I always love the the pause line on that song. Because it's it reminds of like an Andre three thousand or like a Biggie line where he says something so simple and vivid where he says this issue was closed like an elevator door. I'm like that is timeless shit. No one had ever said that. No one ever said, said an elevator so door to, in rap. We go to the next floor with the, this issue yeah. was closed like an elevator door. Like, How does this sicker thing start again? I know you're gonna put I'm it sick in. Of, here, I'm sick of bitch shaking ass. Sick of sick of sick of sick of sick of slang. Sick of half ass award shows. Sick of name brand clothes. Sick of R&B bitches over bullshit tracks. Cocaine and cracks which bring sickness to black. Sick of swole head rappers with they sickening raps, claps and gaps, making the whole sick world collapse. The facts are getting sicker, even sicker perhaps. I stick the push to make a bundle to escape the slap. Smiling in public is against the law. Against the law, because love don't get get you. Through life, life no, no more. Simply know how you, you son, son and how you getting in and how, who's man, the man holding hold me, yo. Me and how was the skins and how high, yo. What up, I, hot. I heard you out of body. Seems, Seems like, like every man and woman, woman shared a life and John. It ain't that, organized mixing crime with life and John. doing little phrases, it's simply who you know. I, how you doing? That little phrasing thing. We're putting all of those different right. New York phrases of green people. Oh, what up, huh? Oh. That, that's ill. You got to put both of those sections in. You know, so drop both. It's like that's, every that's man it. and woman shared a life of John Gotti. That that was that was that's, that's it right there. That's my joint. That's crazy. Dove sections on state side. Yep. All right, that's a good call. Right. Um, Z, what you got? Prob- all right, so I didn't start buying De La albums as they were new until Stakes. 
Okay. So I've probably played Stakes the most. But the song I would always go back to the most as I got older was Break It Dawn. Like that was the one I would keep. <laughs> Yo, the like that drum break. And I remember watching the video as a kid where like it's like the early green screen where you see like multiple versions of oh, that yeah, at the same time. Oh yeah, they did a good time. job. It still stands up. It don't look yeah. cheesy at all. It doesn't. And then he, and even like the way they look and like Dave still has like the dead tooth. You know what I mean? Which is ill yeah. to be like a major label rapper with like fucked up teeth still, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, I think that's I think that's my and like that you know that Michael Jackson, you know I can't help it. That little. It's just like so. It's like such a warm, beautiful sound. Pop is destroying and he, on that song. I mean, come on. Pop cat yeah. yeah, that, <laughs> That's crazy. Look out, cat scan. Yes, oh. BX. He went in orbit on that. He went, he went, he went but, in orbit um, on that. On the mats and shit. I will say this, though. My favorite verse. I didn't realize it was my favorite verse until after Biz died. And then I went back and listened to Stone Age off below. Oh, hell yeah. I'm past the news plug wonder plotter serenader because I got a record. What in the womb? I was naked. Now I show it latex because of how I answer the black one without a splinter. Proven. I had the chills with helps and moving asses. Sort of like as I glasses. So we sip the cappuccino slowly. I make the big money. I drive big cars, serve the bubble like a bar. Tender, tender. With a flight like a sender, lace, not a money on base, head, lace the shoe until he dead. Run, cause the cop is gonna come. This my plug style, cause they kiss my grits, hold my balls without a bit, grab the mouthpiece and talk to dag. Now bit, I keeps it going like that rabbit. Ricka, name I need a snicker. Shut it, run out the door to the Gladys. Like, come on, man, how do you write that? Pop the loose plug, wonder, plot, serenader, cause I got her. Record. When in the womb, I was naked. Now I chill with latex because of how I enter the black wood without a splinter. Proving I have the chills with helps it moving. Ass saw the light because I got glass. So we sip the cappuccino slow. Observation big money. I drive big car. Serve the bubble like a bar. Tender. That's, that's a choice crazy. to make that pause. That shit is fire. That pause is fire. Cappuccino slowly. Come on. Yeah. Wow. And the beat doesn't necessarily tell you to do that. No, that's, like that's he kind choice. of follows the bass line a little bit. The, the, the bass line's like boom, ba doom, ba doom, ba doom, boom. And then he kind boom, of follows boom. it. And, and then, then he, he does just, that other that boom boom. That's his right. and then he keeps bending it and then he changes rhyme schemes. And then like to me, that's that that encapsulates the greatness of pause. Like they can kiss my grits, hold my balls without a mitt. Grab the mouthpiece to talk to Dag. Nab it. Nab it. Going like that rabbit. Rabbit. Ricka. Ricka. Shay and Dave, I need a snicker. Satisfy the norm to the Gladys. Night. My glasses help me see the light. So come on. Like, he has to be a person as a young man or a kid who, like, stared at words on walls and, like, saw pieces he could bend around. Like yeah. you don't you don't freestyle like that. You know what I mean? Like that is a very deliberate way of like how he saw words and saw things he can play with them. Like and you can't get that not looking at words, whether it's crosswords or cryptograms or sudokus, like no one's ever done that except him in the history of fucking rap. Like he's the one. Like even there's one one line real quick and I'll let it ask it where there's on the one song Trouble in the Water where he says 
It was a matter of promoting decency, but the D and the C fell off. So I sin yeah. again and again. Like he broke down phonetically the word decency. It's that etymology and game. Yo. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't do that unless like you're a supreme like visual writer and like looking at words. Right. Studying yeah. and thinking about them. Like you have to be obsessed with that shit. So yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my picture. Yeah. Um, all right, so for my favorite song, I'm probably going to pass the plugs. Um, <laughs> they lost souls dead. Um, I just love the whole vibe of that song. I love the style of rhyming on that. The shit, um, you know, first P is passed. I am known as Pasta News Plug One to the whole race. Raman Ator, Spawn and Wachor, Dispatch Obscure, Thanks for the Bad Face. It's like that shit, just like the whole style of that verse is bonkers. Yeah, because y'all was the style, y'all was style majors when y'all were doing y'all hanging stuff heavy, so I can mm-hmm. see y'all really like. Yep, yeah, yeah. He, he has a real cool swing with it on there. Um, but then, I mean, for best verse, and for for my money, this is possibly the greatest verse ever written. Is uh, Paz's verse for uh, I am I be? I am Pasta Noose. I be the new generation of slaves here to make papes to buy record exec rates. The pile of revenue I create, but I guess I don't get a cut because my rent's a month late. Product of a North Carolina cat who scratched the back of a pretty woman named Hattie. Who departed life just a little too soon It didn't see me grab the plug tune fame As we go a little something like this Look ma, no protection Now I got a daughter named Ayana Monet And I could play the cowboy to rustle in the dough So the scenery is healthy with her eyes lay I am an early bird but the feathers are black So the apples that I catch are usually all worms But it's a must to decipher one's queen From a worm who plays groupie and spread around the bad germ I cherish the twilight I maximize my soul is the right side. I watch for the- oh, God, he's talking about the, I mean, the Jungle Brothers stuff. And I am yeah, Ayana and his daughter. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Did he uh, say something in like an record exec race, the pile of revenue I create, but I guess I don't get a cut because my mentor are a month Ooh. late. Jesus Christ. Didn't, there yeah. was like an interview or something in the last few years where he talked about that verse. So maybe so. it was on the Prince Paul pod with Mike about he did that either like as a solo song or he didn't tell anybody. And then when he, yeah, he said he surprised like, them in the booth. Yeah. He okay. said talking oh, about okay. his daughter and stuff. That yeah. was a total surprise. They didn't know he was going to do that. But I had the daughter. Ayana I just did the way he laid that out. Look, mom. Yeah. Like that's. Oh, man. Yeah. Look, mom. No protection. Now I got a daughter. Named a daughter named Ayana Monet. Oh. <laughs> like that, that verse is like heartbreaking, but like. Stunning. It's beautiful. It's like one really? of the greatest written rap verses ever. Fucking amazing. And it, it's so unlike anything that I think he had done prior. To right. That. That's what they said in the interview, where he was like unsure if he wanted to do it and put it on the yeah. It's very somber. It's a very different tone for him. And right. to me, the part two of that verse is um the CeeLo song. Oh, uh, on uh, on a uh, on Grande on, on Bionics on Bi- Bionics. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that song's amazing. That's that's the part two of, oh, of that that song. Right. It's ill as hell, yep. And he's just, it's just pass. And it's um, around here. That song's great. It, yeah. Wow. Yep. He talks about like his parents and his kids and religion yep. and all that. That shit is crazy. And they so, like his daughter seen somebody die in the street or something. Somebody had seen like a dead body and they were talking about it. Yep. So, so yeah. there's there's a real like working class vibe to Pasanus. Like I've I've picked it up while listening to everything. Like a lot of the shit he raps about on um on grind date. It's just uh-huh. like work ethic, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, he has a line at the end of 
end of this verse where he's like, and if I was a rug cleaner, bet you pass would have the cleanest rug. Cleanest rug there. Like, it's yep. just about like whatever he's doing, yep. he's going to work I'm harder than do, anybody. Yep. And like, yep. that shit is just like, it's, it's crazy because they're like real, like sort of blue collar suburban Long Island guys. Yes. Never, never, like I don't think they ever had, yeah, Even like the younger version of them like plays into that because, you know, like a lot of like blue collar, like I grew up blue collar, like my parents were very blue collar. Right. And like my whole shit was like, I don't want to be like that. I want to be artistic. I want to mm. be different. And like they were kind of like that as well. Like I think there's those things that the, the work ethics that, that's instilled in you when you come up in that environment, we probably all have like similar backgrounds like that right. where it's like, it's really about whatever you're doing, just do the work and work your ass off to be the best that you can be. And but I think, I think that reflects well in their work. I think Breeze summed it up early on when he was mentioning the bravery in their work. That's, 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 that to me, I think that's a big part of their DNA, the, the, the artistic leaps they took, the going against the grain they took with probably even artists on their label, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just stepping out there, putting their necks out there because they did, you know, they were the artists that would try these things out first. I don't think they ever did anything that they saw somebody else do and it kind of worked to say, hey, let's do our version of that. I think yeah. Daylight always That's did Daylight version of them. And mm. bravery, I think, is definitely at the center of that. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, here's my closing thought real quick. There, there's a line Paz says on, I think it's on the first artificial intelligence on a song called Foolin'. It was the B-side mm-hmm. to Ooh. So I used to freestyle to Ooh all the time in college. I, lo- I love that beat. But there's a line on fooling. I'm looking at Breeze, like I hear his voice saying it, even though it's a pause line. Breeze says, <laughs> he says, since Jam Master Jay been rocking without a band, and that's sister Katie Lang been sexing without a man. I just <laughs> the coolest shit to just put that in there. He opens up a, a verse with that. I was like, that's ill. Perfect, yo. So I, I think I mean I said it to say, like, the influence, you can't be really serious about rapping and not go down a, a, a pos and or dave and or both obsession mm-hmm. at some point yeah life. i think so. i need to stream and i'm gonna keep it a buck like i got my records like my cousin got some of my records i was trying to listen to stuff before we got you know you know I, when i talked to castro and i'm like yo please man put that shit on there we have active lifestyles like i can't yeah. find my cds <laughs> You know, because I, I, I got a bunch of area verse, and I'm like, you know, just another area of me. I got status because I'm bad. Oh. Different love side. I'm from London to 703. Like, I want to hear that shit. And when they said stop listening, I stopped listening on all platforms. Well, they they did get their They just got their the rights back, so it should be coming this by the end of this year. Can't wait. If you want, I got MP3s of everything burnt from CDs. I can send them your way. I'm going to just wait and get them that. Okay, cool. Uh, they're, they're paid for CDs, just so you know. It's not like <laughs> I got it from somebody to, else. I paid for all the records numerous send times. That send, that, send that through. I still stream, but I can't wait. <laughs> all right. I, I will. It. Uh, it, it's, on, it's on my laptop upstate that my wife is using. So I, I need to I be more organized with my vinyl because I got all of them, but they're all. I don't have like my. I used to have a, you know, a daylight section. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, you know how it goes, fellas. Indeed. Well, we did it. We got it under the timer for Breeze, so yeah. we can go create. Yeah, Look at that. I'll be a little yeah. late. They'll, they'll be the I'm, I'm no, inspired. I mean, I'm inspired right now. Breeze, tell, tell people what you got going on. You can, you can let you get out of here. You know, um, working on new stuff. I got 
got the song coming out with his brother Curly Castro pretty soon. Dragging his feet a little bit. <laughs> bong, bong. First and, um, single of the new record. Bong. You know I mean? nice. so I'm excited about that. I, I got um, hopefully like a, either maxi single slash EP coming out. My man Seb Bash. And I'm trying to get another album out by the end of the year. I'm going to have a little oh. teaser for it in about a week. So in about nice. a week, you're going to see like a little teaser for Um, I'm trying to get an album out in this, this calendar year. At least oh, this is DMX on him, dog. Come on, you trying to DMX us? Yeah. Nah, nah. It's just I'm, I'm I've been remiss, and and at this stage in my life, I just I just want to give cats more music. And it, you know, with the hindsight, it was fun. It was it was it was, you know, I, I enjoyed. Reaction was crazy, son. I enjoyed giving people crazy. music, you know. So I want to give them more. All right. Is there any 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 is there anything that might come out with a, in the juggernauts iteration? There's a joint that uh, um, my sister was like, yo, I need you on the record. I was like, I, and I wrote the verse in like a day. So there's some, there's things in the works. Um, gotcha. I would love to do another Juggernauts record. I hope it'll happen. I think it should happen. Um, you know, I'm just working and I'm, I'm, with, I'm with my people every day. So it, we'll see what happens. Indeed. Well, Alaska, you got some quick news? Yeah, I got so. the pre-orders open up on Human Zoo on Friday. Well, actually, wow. by the time you hear this, it will It'll have be up. the Friday that just passed. So first single drops on April on August 20th um, for a track called Animal Farm featuring me and Love Ulysses out of Minneapolis. Um, everybody on here is offering vocals on the record as well. Um, um, yeah. um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I feel like it, it's a pretty solid record. Uh, drops on September 9, uh, September 3rd on Bandcamp Day. Sweet. And we got some cool merch coming too as well. So, Word. you know, you know it's supporting guy. the records always does it right. We got we got throw pillows. Nice. <laughs> throw pillows, sure. Throw pillows. That's, that's what women need. They need the indie rap throw pillows. They love, yo, you know, man, all I the mean, pillows would be on the, the guest bed. bedroom. Look, look, we're trying, we're trying to usher indie rap fans into adulthood. Good. All right. Get some soap dispensers, yeah. man. Some good ones. You know, get some get some nice scented soaps. <laughs> or what gravy boats? Is, is gravy boats so you don't next? burn your counter. You know, have gravy boats and oh and, man, and, I don't have and, 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 we'll and doilies. We'll have a home line at Target yeah, right next to uh, home goods. Chip and Joanne Gaines. There you go. I love Fixer it. Fixer upper. <laughs> Castro, what you got, man? Well, Breeze said it. He got to join on my next solo record coming out September. Oh, I forgot. Is it 24th? That's what I said, right? Yes. 24th. September 24th. Yeah. December 24th. Still ain't going to tell y'all the title. Holding on to it. Fucking Mysterio. Um, other features to blow your brains out. Yep. And um, some of my best rapping in my career. So Agreed. That's just what it is, yo. Wow. And then my, my new album, Vegas Vic, available on all platforms. The vinyl, CDs, tape. I've been streaming. bumping it. Thanks, oh. man. Wow. See that? Look at that. I'm oh, gonna type in my resignation to rap. There it Everyone is. Said it. It's hard. I'm done. Nah, I good, quit. Good, good, good shit, bro. Man. I was bumping it yesterday. Woo! All right, I'm out. I'm out, fellas. It's been fun. <laughs> I'm done. I'm gonna just I mean, go live a quiet it, life in the hills. It's what we do. It's what we do. Thanks. Bye. That's fine. That. So you can grab that. All right, that's about it. Co-op culture, lineage of greatness, <laughs> de la soul. <laughs> Try to get one. Breeze out of here. He's got to leave. Man. I know. Breeze, thank hey, you man, so I'm much. I'm enjoying this, man. They, they, they can, they can warm me back up. I'll be there. Yeah, they, all right. All right.
Keep it warm. Breeze, thank you for um, you know, joining us tonight. We always yeah, appreciate nah, the guy. My pleasure, man. And um, yeah, thank you. Know, you. We, we, y'all just keep doing what y'all doing, man. It's, it's good to talk about this shit we love. So, wow. And, uh, I should have a cut of the video in like two weeks. Give it take. Perfect. Perfect. My brother. Right. Are you recording with Freddie? Um, Freddie probably gonna end up mastering the Okay. Cool. Um, but I was but just going to say, if you were seeing him tonight, to say what's up. Yeah, nah, nah. I'll, I'll, I'll see Freddie all the time. But I, I'll, yeah. I'll pass it on. Cool. All right, my brother. All right, brother.